Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante, and whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and our guests here on Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, now more than ever in this turbulent time, it's important to share and spread our message of freedom and fulfillment around the globe. So if you get value from this podcast, I have a favor to ask. If you could go wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a positive rating and review, that helps us carry our message further around the globe. And if you wouldn't mind, Post a link to this podcast on your Facebook page. Share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you're at on social media. I want to thank you for helping us take our message to those people around the globe who truly need it. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. On my birthday, I usually do a lot of thinking. Uh, I woke up this morning and wonderful time with my family, as always, bright and early, uh, opening the cards. And then every morning, as many of you know, I start with my gratitude journal. I write down 20 things I'm grateful for right, 25 things I'm grateful for right now. Well, on my birthday, today's my birthday, my 45th birthday. I'm entering my 46th year. I wrote down all the things in my life that I'm grateful for now. Now, one thing I regularly am grateful for is my ability to think creatively. And the interesting part is every single one of you watching or listening to this right now should be grateful for your ability to think creatively and think critically. Because you see, the ability, our creative minds are humanity's greatest resource, our ability to think critically. But like any resource, we actually have to mine it. We actually have to use it. And right now, we have to use it. And right now, in this time of crisis, in my honest opinion, in my humble opinion, we are not using this resource. Now, I'm going to talk about why I think that's the case today. But no that humanity's greatest weapon, humanity's greatest resource is our ability to think creatively. It's what allowed us to venture out of the caves. Hell, you think about thousands of years ago, whoever invented the hammer, it started with a thought in that person's mind, became a creative idea, a solution to a problem, which manifested itself in a hammer. Of course, maybe he didn't call it a hammer at the time. Whoever invented it, maybe it was a she, whatever it is. But our thoughts become actual things. Everything you look around, you look around you. Look at everything in your house right now. Those physical goods in your house were manifested from what? From creative ideas. They all started in the creative mind of an individual, of a fellow human. So yes, our creative minds are our greatest resource. The creative minds of every individual, your creative mind is your greatest resource. Your creative mind is your greatest resource. Are you using it each and every day? Now, as someone who trains and coaches and speaks to people around the world. I often see people who are stuck in a rut because they are failing to tap that creativity. And once they do, once they give themselves permission to use their imagination, to use their creative ideas, they pair that with their knowledge and their book smarts to manifest itself in a new life, in a new career, in something, a new product or service. That's when they realize they can tap their their true potential. So our creative minds are our greatest resource. I'm not certain if we're using those right now. Now, this morning, I logged on Facebook. And it shares your memories of posts, you know, one year ago today. 
And one year ago today on Facebook, I posted this. Apathy and conformity are the greatest threats to humanity. One to humanity. One year ago today, back on my 44th birthday, I posted that apathy and conformity are the greatest threats to humanity. One year ago today, as we find ourselves in this COVID-19 mess, I would say to you that that statement I posted one year ago today is proving to be oh so true. Now, you may be sitting thinking, I'm not apathetic. I get fired up every day and I fire off 36 Facebook posts. I'm not apathetic. I get so fired up when I turn on Maddow or Hannity or Fox News, MSNBC, whatever the hell it is. I get fired up. I'm not apathetic. Listen, saying you're not apathetic simply because you wake up and outsource your thoughts to cable news, to the majority of your Facebook friends, I would would submit to you that that, in fact, is apathy, and it certainly is conformity. Listen, in the midst of this mess, let's get real. Let's talk about what's going on right now. Talk about what's going on right now. Critical thinking may lead you to support the lockdown. Critical thinking may lead you to oppose the lockdown. Applying critical thinking, however, would not lead you to say something like when someone questions the economic impact of the lockdown, well, you just want seniors to die. You just want people to die. That, my friends, is not critical thinking. That, my friends, is simply parroting talking points because in our society today, everything has become a political act. Simply expressing positivity today has become a political act. Simply saying I'm rooting for Sweden has somehow become a political act. We have to actually root against Sweden because it doesn't fit the narrative that we have been sold. Now, the point of coming to you today isn't to be pro-lockdown or anti-lockdown. It's to be pro-critical thinking. And right now, as has become the case over the last 10 or 15 years, and I say this as someone who used to work in political advertising, and I can tell you right now, we didn't want people to critically think. We wanted people to vote and act based on feeling and emotion, feeling and emotion that we got, that we raised in you through political sound bites. I say this as someone who worked in the industry forever. That's a big reason I got out of it. And if you think I'm some sort of a conspiracy theorist, look back to the studies, the experiments that Facebook did back in 2012. We know based on those experiments that your mental state, whether you're depressed or you're happy, can be controlled based on what's in your Facebook Newsfeed. Facebook did the experiments. Back in 2016, we saw that the Russians could mess with your mindset as well. I would submit to you right now, based on what I've seen, for instance, on Twitter, that China is doing the same thing right now. Now, when you are aware that the information you are getting through social media, through the cable news, is being put there by people who, A, have an agenda, or B, are filtered, or C, trying to sell ratings. And the more fearful, the more angry, the more anxious you are, the more you'll tune in, the higher their ratings are, the more angry you will be, and maybe support the narrative that they're trying to sell. You become aware of that, and you know awareness is the key. Because once you're aware, then you have no excuse. Once you're aware, it's up to you to hold yourself accountable to not simply be a slave to what other people are telling you, to not simply be a slave of your programming. Now, as I talk about regularly here on this show, 
Every single one of us is programmed, especially from age one through seven. We're in that theta state when we're most easily programmed by our parents, church pulpits, media, parents, church pulpits, media, Hollywood teachers, etc. Now, some of us are programmed. It can be good for good or for bad. But I would submit to you that if you're someone who at age 40 who's watches a show like Shark Tank and says those evil rich people, those fat cats, every money they make is taking away from us, there's a good chance you were programmed to believe that by your parents from age one through seven. Now that's compounded by what you hear year after year after year after year. And I work with a lot of people who are 40 and 45 and their biggest, the hardest work, the biggest challenge they have against them is trying to overcome the programming that has been with them their entire life. They've been programmed to believe that they have to live a life that's responsible and pragmatic instead of a life that they actually desire, a life they actually want to live. Once we reprogram and overcome those limiting beliefs that has been programmed into them since they were one years old, then the playing field is clear in front of them. They can begin creating their life. So each of us are, so each of us are programmed. And if you are someone, listen, it's easy. And there's a lot of people like this. I know people like this. You know people like this. I used to be like this for years. How easy it is to wake up and not have to think simply because you're going to outsource your critical thinking to Rachel Maddow, to Sean Hannity, or whatever entertainment news person you favor. How easy it is to wake up and not have to apply your creative mind and instead outsource it to CNN, to the majority of what your Facebook friends are saying. My friends, that is not critical thinking. And right now, we are all talking past one another. We can't have a serious, actual debate, a serious, actual discussion, because everything has turned into red versus blue. Everything has turned into you want old people to die or you want poor people to die. My friends, that I. My friends, that is asinine. That is utter bullshit. That is not critical thinking. It is simply parroting talking points. And this is what our society has become. And right now we are reaping what we have sown. Taking a course on Socrates right now. I love philosophy. I'm a nerd and I'm using this quarantine time, this lockdown time to invest in myself. Now, as the story goes, Socrates' friend went to the Oracle at Delphi, and, or Delphi, however you pronounce it, and said, who's the wisest person? And the oracle said, the wisest person in the world is Socrates. And he came back and Socrates didn't believe it. So Socrates went around Athens interviewing various experts in various fields and craftsmen. And he found that many of them were book smart. Many of them were very knowledgeable in their specific fields, but he came to the conclusion that none of them were actually wise he came back and said, I'm actually the wise. He came back and said, I'm actually the wisest person to paraphrase because I know that I don't know everything. You see, when we talk about Socratic dialogue, when we talk about the Socratic method, what is it? It's admitting, it's having the humility to realize, to understand that you don't have all the answers and start with questions. Aristotle talked about first principles reasoning, taking a statement and determining whether it's a fact or an assumption. Once you realize it's an assumption, then the onus is on you to do the hard work of asking the questions to peel back the layers to uncover evidence and truth for your statement. This, my friends, is critical thinking. 
Over the past month or so in this COVID mess, I have seen a number of people who are extremely book smart. These are people I know, people I love, people with advanced degrees, with advanced degrees, people who are so great at math, who have proven themselves not to be exhibiting wisdom. You see, knowledge in book smarts does not equal equal wisdom. Simply being a math whiz does not mean you are wise. Certainly being a math whiz and basing your math on epidemiological models that are inaccurate does not equal wisdom. And simply saying I'm smart and adding arrogance on top of that, that isn't wisdom either. You see, going back to what Socrates said, wisdom starts with humility. Wisdom starts with admitting I don't know everything and not being afraid to ask questions. Critical thinking demands that you engage in that questioning, that you don't say, I have the solution without ever actually examining the problem. Critical thinking isn't simply taking talking points, giving them to you by your political political partisanship friends and group. Critical thinking isn't simply parroting what Rachel Maddow or some fired up Facebook friend posted at two in the morning with all those typos. Critical thinking doesn't mean you see what they posted and just adopt that as truth, as fact. You realize it's an assumption. You engage in an actual dialogue in which you ask questions to uncover evidence and truth. But that takes hard work. That takes using our creative minds. How easy it is simply to adopt a solution that you've been told by media by your political party, by the majority of your Facebook friends, and simply parrot that. And then calling anyone who dares ask questions stupid, math illiterate. These are things I've seen over the past month. You know, a month ago, a month or so ago, there was an epidemiologist who shared a op-ed in Stat News that questioned Stat News, that questioned the lockdown, saying, listen, The virus is real, but let's look at the actual models. I don't think we have good enough data. I shared it on social media, and a lawyer I know who's very good at math came in and said, that person's math illiterate. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, one month later, that same math whiz is saying, well, we always knew the models would be wrong. Well, what's different between what you said now and what you said a month ago? Everyone else was stupid for simply raising questions about models. But now you're saying those models were always going to be wrong. My friends, I'm not saying anyone's wrong or right. That's my point. That's my point. Last year, I interviewed Bob Berg, author of the great Go-Giver series of books on my podcast. And one thing he said last year, we had a discussion about critical thinking. This is long before this COVID-19 mess ever started. And he said, one of the problems he's see- one of the problems he's seeing today is that it used to be I'm right, you're wrong, let's engage in a discussion. And now it's, I'm right, you're evil. This is what society has become. Hey, let's look at what's happening in Sweden. You just want old people to die. My friends, that's not applying your creative mind. That is not applying critical thinking. Once again, critical thinking may lead you to support a view or a path. Critical thinking may lead you to oppose a view or a path. But critical thinking starts with humility and would have you accept and be prepared to be proven wrong.
Critical thinking and wisdom starts with humility, not arrogance. Critical thinking involves questioning. Critical thinking. Critical thinking involves admitting you don't know everything. Critical thinking is not simply retreating into red versus blue. Biden versus Trump. Insert politician versus insert politician. My friends, we have become unable in this society to have actual real debates. What debates actually used to be, which was a discussion. It involves empathy. And my friends, empathy is different than sympathy. And my friends, empathy doesn't mean that you have to be converted or try to convert someone else. I can have empathy with your position without supporting it, realizing, hey, you might have a difference of opinion than me. But my friends, empathy is in very short supply today. Now, if you are someone who's nodding and saying, yes, you're right, you're exactly right, then I urge you to look at, right, then I urge you to look at your responses to people who may disagree with you. I urge you to examine and be aware of how you feel and the way you respond to people who may ask simple questions. Are you actually being empathetic or are you engaging in the same I'm right, you're evil, asinine, red versus blue partisan bullshit that has gotten us into this mess? The answer to most things is in the gray area. Critical thinking admits there's a gray area and tries to examine that gray area. But right now, we are retreating. We are all retreating into the fringes and talking past one another. My friends, that breeds the apathy and conformity I talked about one year ago today. I actually followed that up with a podcast episode talking about apathy and conformity, predicting that a global catastrophe would come, global catastrophe would come, and would we fail the test or not? Right now, my friends, we are failing the test. Let's all become aware of how we are dealing one another during this, with one another during this crisis. If someone questions the response, don't simply say you want old people to die. Engage in a real discussion. Turn off the fucking news. If you sit there all day with cable news on, you are being programmed for fear, for anxiety, and for anger. You are a slave to what other people want you to believe. Whether it's Fox News or MSNBC, turn off the news. Doesn't mean put your head in the sand. It means go about your business. Each and every one of us has outcomes we need to achieve for our families, for our relationships, for our self-care, for our clients, for our businesses. The cable news hosts, the cable news hosts don't give a shit about that. They want to sell ratings. They want to sell ads by increasing their ratings. And the angrier, the more fearful they can make you, the more money they make. And if you are not aware of that, you are a slave. You may not like to hear that, but you are a slave. So I challenge you right now, turn off the news, turn off the cable news, start thinking for yourself, start having empathy for the views of others, for the views of our fellow humans. Empathy and humility is where true critical thinking starts. And using, applying actual critical thinking is using our creative minds, which is humanity's greatest weapon, humanity's greatest resource. But right now we are failing the test. We are letting apathy, conformity, red versus blue, partisanship, 
retreating to the fringes, talking past one another. That is ruling the day right now. That is asinine bullshit. It is not getting us where we need to be. It is leading us to a situation, leading us to a situation where we could have a global depression where millions would die of starvation in addition to those who are dying from the pandemic. The solution to most things, my friends, is in the gray area. If we have the humility and the empathy to allow ourselves to go into that gray area and actually have discussions with one another. It starts with humility. It starts with empathy. Let's start using our greatest resource, our creative minds, by applying critical thinking. That involves asking questions. It involves not just tuning everyone out because of partisan political bullshit. Are you ready to do it? Are you willing to do that? That is your challenge today. My friends, I know we can meet the challenge, but it takes using our creative minds. Turn off the news. Turn away from social media. Stop being programming, programmed. Become aware that you are being programmed. Apply critical thinking and realize thinking and realize that the news coming at you through Facebook, through YouTube, through Twitter, through your cable news is filtered by people with agendas. And if you think that's a conspiracy theory, that's fine. I worked in the business for years. My friends, empower yourselves. Empower yourselves to use your creative mind, engage in critical thinking. Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante and I wanna thank you for being a loyal listener to Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, in this chaotic time of coronavirus chaos, it's so important for people to have a process to define, create, and live their lives of freedom and fulfillment. I lay out just that process in my Amazon bestseller, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. And in light of this turbulent time, I've dropped the Kindle price of my book to $4.50. That's a more than $2 drop in price. I do this because I truly believe that this is a process that will help those who need freedom and fulfillment now. Perhaps it's you. Perhaps you have spent the past five years, 10 years, 15 years trading away your freedom and fulfillment for a false sense of security and a toxic job and a lifestyle that doesn't fulfill you. And now you're realizing that security was an illusion and you want your freedom now. Go to fivepillarsoffreedom.com right now. There, you can get chapter one of my book absolutely free, and there's a link to purchase the book. As I said, we have dropped the price to $4.50 for the Kindle version of my book. I know the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle will help you define, create, and start living your freedom lifestyle now. Thanks again for being a listener. I wish you a day a week, a year of freedom and abundance.